I'm here with Brad Lincoln from Funk, Funk Works Brewery Incorporated from Fort Collins, Colorado. And uh, we talked a little bit, and I decided to pull out the recorder. You're from Fort Collins. You're a relatively new brewery. Tell me how uh, how new and how big you are. Uh, we are uh, about six months uh, old at this point in time. Uh, we've got a 15-barrel uh, brew house um, and three fermenters at this point. So we're still small. Uh, we'll be under 500 barrels for our first year. Uh, and uh, we're kind of focused on Cezanne, so kind of a unique niche, which is really good because Fort Collins is the perfect town for that. They've got a lot of great breweries doing a lot of great stuff uh, and a very well-beer-educated population. Uh, so we're happy to be part of that, and our Cezanne, um, we can't imagine it doing any other town. So Do you find good. that, I mean, Fort Collins, yeah, there's a lot of breweries there. you got New Belgium, you got Fort Collins Brewing, you got... Um, uh, what's that called? There's, let's see, we've got New Belgium, Odell's, Fort Collins Brewery. We've got Equinox, Pateras Creek, uh, Anheuser-Busch, C.B. Potts, Cooper Smith. I'm probably forgetting that, something. That's the one I was trying to think yeah. of. But, yeah, there's a bunch I didn't even know about. I was yeah. there a couple years ago. And it, do you find that there's competition? Do you find good beer breeds good beer? You and know, the people just have an insatiable appetite for more and more and more. You know, I haven't seen much competition. In fact, a lot of the breweries really help us there. I don't think we could have started without their support. Um, you know, from keg shells to just kind of knowledge on sales and all that kind of stuff. In fact, as a community, uh, we did a collaboration beer, I want to say like a month ago or something along those lines. And um, all the breweries got together. We all pitched in ingredients. Uh, we all kind of designed it. And uh, it came out. And it's very, very good. So I think that's kind of an example of the cooperation that we have there. I don't feel that we're really in competition with each other. It's, it's about growing the pie instead of getting a bigger piece of yeah, the pie. Itself. I think so. And the other thing you got to remember, too, is we've got a town of 150,000 people, but the biggest breweries in our town are distributing to many other states and many other areas. So it's, it's very good. It's very cool. So I had your beers a little bit earlier. Okay. We've got a Saison and a white beer. The, um, I'm, a, I'm usually a Saison fiend. I love Saisons. But your white beer really struck a chord with me. I mean, it, it's not your average white beer. It's a little bit drier. It's a little bit more nuanced than what you expect instead of having that, that big coriander, big orange peel flavor. And I, I really liked it. And, you know, if I was you know, recommending, actually on Twitter, I actually recommended you know, a, a saver pick you know, is the uh, Funkworks white beer. So tell me a little bit more about that one. Uh, the white beer is um, kind of a cross between a white and a Saison. We use the Saison yeast with it, which really dries it out, as you mentioned. Um, but it still has all the spicing that a typical white beer has. Uh, and it has a little bit more complexity on the nose, I think, because of that, uh, that, that Saison yeast, too. Um, it's kind of one of those beers that a lot of people really love. We got some attention from Food & Wine Magazine, too. Uh, they picked this for the Colorado pick a couple weeks ago, and it came out this past month. Um, so that was exciting for us, and it's gotten a lot of attention. It's probably, I still think I like the Saison best, uh, but in the tap room, I would think that the White outsells the Saison. Oh, interesting. I mean... I'm at the, you know, it's all about the environment you're I mean, drinking the beer, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I've only had your beer in the Savor Beer Fest environment. And, you know, the, the white was uh, less damaging to the palate, right? <laughs> so that also helps me prefer it tonight because you drink drinking huge beers like, you know, Red Poppy, stuff like that. You know, it, it's refreshing to get a beer that you can still taste. It isn't crushing you like the white beers. So. We try to go for a lot of balance with our beers. Nothing of our beers are, are really over the top. We've actually got a, a wild apricot beer in the tap room, and it's kind of interesting because uh, we have to convert people to it. People think it's going to be a very, very sweet beer, kind of a cloying taste. Uh, and in reality, it's very dry and has a very subtle apricot flavor. Uh, and it turned out to be wildly successful. But we've had certain people say, like, I'll take this flight, but can you exclude the, the wild apricot and put something else on? 
and it's just kind of in our uh, our com- kind of company mindset to do something that is really well balanced, very subtle, and dry. So if people are in the greater Denver area looking for you, where would they find you? Uh, they can find us in a handful of the larger liquor stores. We are slowly uh, spreading around Denver. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of stores that kind of have us off the top of my head. Total Beverage. We're in a couple stores in Boulder. Uh, Superior Liquors. I mean, some of these are kind of on the Denver outskirts. Uh, part of the problem is we, we've been having so much demand, we couldn't even really take on any more bottle accounts. Uh, we've had to slow that down, uh, but we'll be taking on more in June. So it just starts spreading out a little bit more, both the white and the Saison. And we'll have our uh, uh, Maori King, which is our Saison with a little bit more of uh, New Zealand hops in it, uh, coming out here in the summertime, too. What's the New Zealand hop you're using? Um, it is uh, Rakao. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one, so yeah, describe it, that a little It's bit. a very interesting uh, hop. Um, it's, it's got kind of an interesting spice flavor to it. Okay. So, so where like can it. people find you if they're in Fort Collins? Do you have a tasting room? Uh, we've got our tasting room in Fort Collins. We're at the big liquor stores in Fort Collins. Uh, and we're at a handful of kind of bars there that focus on beer, like Ace Gillette's, Cafe Vino, uh, Choice City Butcher Shop, those types of places. You guys moved into the old Fort Collins Brewery building, right? Yeah, it, it's been a uh, brewery for 18 years before us. I think we have the original steam boiler in there. Um, we've got uh, uh, the mill and auger from Fort Collins Brewery, but all the tanks and all the equipment are ours. But it was great moving in because we didn't have to put in a lot of the tenant improvements uh, that a lot of other uh, uh, breweries have. I, I was joking with another brewer. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm very jealous of your, your tile floors um, before we moved into the brewery. And he said, well, you're going to have to wait 20 years before you get them. Uh, and luckily, because we moved into uh, the Fort Collins Brewery, the previous Fort Collins Brewery, I got tile floors from the start, and I was really excited about that. Is the tasting room the same, still the same, relatively small tasting room? Yeah, it is. We've done some expanded outside. We've got some built-in tables and that kind of stuff, but very, very small. Uh, we've got a lot of people who really like it, though. It's been one of those things where people come in and they're like, oh, your tasting room is so uh, quaint, I guess is the word that they use, which isn't necessarily positive, but uh, I think they mean it in a, quaint, in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, you know, I come from Pennsylvania where you could have a tavern or a beer served unless you have 30 seats and serve food. And when I walked into the old Fort Collins Brewery tasting room for the first time, I'm like, this is like Mars to me because it's not legal in my state. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's tiny. One the, it's one of the reasons probably Colorado has so many breweries is because the laws really allow you to... Uh, to do well with those uh, tap rooms is a good source of cash flow. So uh, you're called Funk Works, uh-huh. uh, but you talk about the Saison and the White. Do you have anything sour yet? You know, any crazy weird stuff? Uh, we've done some Brett, um, Brett beers. We've done some barrel aging. And in the future, we'll do sours and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but that kind of goes more to our sister brewery right now, Crooked Stave, which is in the same location as we are. Uh, and they're focused more on the sours at this point in time. What was that called? Crooked Stave, our other, it's kind of our sister brewery. It's owned by another guy, but they brew in our same location uh, with us. Uh, they use our brew house, and they have their own fermenter. So it's kind of like a gypsy brewer or something like that? Similar to that. Okay. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's been a great six months for us. Sounds good. You've got someone to use your equipment when you're, not, when you're sleeping. That's so so right. it works great. It was great talking to you, great yeah. meeting you, and nice uh, you hopefully well. some listeners can check out uh, Fort Collins uh, Funk Works Brewery when they're out in Denver for the GBF or whatnot. Definitely. Definitely. That'd be great. All right. Thanks. This podcast was produced by the Brewers Association and presented by Craft Beer Radio. To find more information on Saver or further podcasts, visit craftbeerradio.com slash saver or craftbeer.com. This content is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information.